welcome to another episode of the Hockey Locker Podcast. I'm your host, The Flash. Interact with me on Twitter at hockey underscore locker or email me at hockeylockerpodcast at gmail.com. Happy almost 4th of July to uh, all the American listeners out there. Uh, I want to thank everyone who listened to episode one. And thanks for all the feedback. Uh, Please keep it coming. I want to talk uh, about the topics that are most important to you uh, in the world of hockey equipment, training, uh, and fitness. In this episode, we've got a few things to talk about. Uh, There are new releases in stores this month from Bauer Hockey. Um, I also, I just got some fresh new gloves uh, that I want to review for you all. Um, Also, Hockey Fitness uh, is in the news, and uh, I want to talk about making a plan for your training uh, this off-season. But first, I want to answer a couple questions I got over email uh, after the last episode. Um, First off, it was pointed out to me that uh, I talked about the new and upcoming gear uh, on the market uh, that I was interested in uh, last time, but I never told you what I actually use. Um, and I guess uh, maybe that might give you some perspective on my preferences uh, and things like that. So real quick, here we go. Um, top to bottom, uh, my helmet. Uh, I'm still using the Nike Bauer 5500. Um, I am using an Oakley um pro straight visor i think it's the vr 903 Uh, my shoulder pads and elbow pads are both ccm u plus crazy lights Uh, my pants um, are new this season the bauer vapor apex twos Um, i'm wearing the nexus 1000 shins from bauer Um, my skates are the bauer total one nxgs um, my stick, I did tell you about, I'm, I use that Reebok AI nine, which I love, um, and gloves. I have two way, way too many gloves to even talk about. Um, the, those are an obsession of mine and I rotate them out all the time. Plus I got a new pair, uh, it, within the last week that I'm going to be talking about a little later on the show. Uh, so there you go. Um, I was also asked about whether I will, uh, be or I am interested in talking about goalie gear. Um, yes, I'm interested. Um, no, I know nothing about goalie gear. Um, I would love to be able to talk about goalie gear. I've never played that position. I've never even put on the stuff. Um, and so if there's anybody out there that wants to record reviews of goalie gear or record segments talking about upcoming goalie gear, um, definitely let me know. I would uh, love to. I'd be happy to incorporate that uh, into the show for those goalies out there. Um, so please keep your please keep your questions coming um, and your suggestions coming. Um, send them to at hockey locker at hockey underscore locker uh, on Twitter or um, uh, over email hockey locker podcast all one word at gmail.com. So let's get into the new releases uh, this month uh, in stores from Bauer Hockey. Um, we have a what's essentially a refresh uh, with some new additions to the Nexus line of gear. Um, and Bauer has really, over the last couple of years, um, through their marketing, tried to uh, distinguish, um, I shouldn't say just the marketing, the, both the marketing and the design uh, of their products. They've really tried to distinguish the three lines 
um, that they have uh, the Vapor line, the Supreme line, um, and the Nexus line. And the Nexus line is really positioned as the traditional line. So it's the um, tr traditional uh, look, the traditional fit, I guess. It's supposedly the traditional fit, uh, more volume, um, more... Uh, uh, more generous, more, I, I won't say like loose fitting, but I mean, I guess that's what it translates to, um, you know, in terms of the protective, the skates, they're trying to give you, um, they're trying to give you the, the sort of the, the, the fit, uh, of old, the, the popular fit, um, sort of from back in the day, I guess that's at least what they're, what they're saying. So, um, uh, the skates, um, are probably the biggest, um, change or upgrade, I guess you'd, you could say, uh, in this new release. The Nexus 8000 skates are the new top-of-the-line skates. Um, they look really cool. Um, uh, replacing the Nexus 1000, they've moved from the tech mesh um, upper in the in the Nexus 1000, the sort of more traditional um, mesh um, material to the curved composite. So it's basically now all three of the top of the line skates, the 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 total one or, or the the MX3 now, uh, and the APX or APX2 um, skates now they all have that curve that hard shell curve composite. Um, I mean it's a great material. I I use the total one NXG that it's got that material. Um, definitely um, more moldable than pretty much anything else uh, on the market. More heat moldable to the um to the fit of your you know, the shape of your foot um it's very protective uh also um you know I, I just actually played a game last night where it just so happened that took a took a few skates off of the instep of on both sides and didn't really feel uh, you know a whole heck of a lot whereas uh you know in in older softer material um uh, uh you'd really feel that puck coming through i i, I wonder why they don't play that up um, surprises me they don't play that up that feature up um, more in the marketing of these skates uh, unless perhaps they're worried about claiming uh, they can protect your feet and, and sort of exposing themselves to that kind of a liability or scrutiny anyway um, you can still get the tech mesh if you prefer that tech mesh material it looks like the Nexus 7000 skate is really closest to what was the Nexus 1000 uh, in the last uh, line so you can still get that in a high-end skate uh, if you want. Um, they did add the Lightspeed Edge holder with the Fusion Steel. So now that's, again, coming in line with the top-of-the-line models in the Supreme category and the Vapor category. Um, the uh, Nexus 7000, um, one step down, comes with the LS3 Steel, um, not the Fusion. Uh but uh, but in any event, it's still uh, still another high-end skate. Um, one thing I noticed in looking at them, they, they don't have this is the the well any of them, but the the top end the Nexus 8000 skates they don't have the new version of the eyelets, the advanced eyelets like the top end top model in the uh, Supreme and Vapors, um, the the squared off. Um, eyelets that are all part of a one piece molded uh, system. I was really impressed by that uh, when I checked out those other skates, and I was a little surprised they didn't do that with the uh, the Nexus 8000, because um, I think that's a real advancement. Having that squared off eyelet, can't believe nobody's ever thought of that before. Um, really does seem to keep those um, uh, laces flat, 
uh, across the top. Uh, it seems like it, it lets you get a little bit better fit, um, too, when you're lacing them up. Um, although I'll say I never, never skated with them. I've just tried them on. Anyway, it still has that traditional fit uh, that the Nexus skates uh, are known for. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I fully get the marketing uh, behind this. Um, it's, it's like if you see the ads, they're comparing the, these skates, which are super advanced technology-wise, to the old-school leather. <laughs> the, the picture is all comical. You know, where the, the one you've probably seen it, the ad where they have like the half Nexus 8000 and a half old-timey leather booty one-piece uh, blade thing. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. Somebody out there probably knows what model that is. Um, but, you know, I... I don't know who they're playing that to. Um, bottom line with skates is you shouldn't fall for marketing. You should be going and trying out everything until you can find the the skate that absolutely fits you the best, and that's what you should go with. Um, but I think it's a little curious. Uh, in this refresh, uh, they've also um, uh, put out some new protective. Um, it really the changes really only seem very minor. Um, honestly, the only big change with the protective. Um, the Nexus 8000 line of protective that I thought was even really worth mentioning was on the shin, uh, shin guards. Um, they've changed the strapping system. Uh, it's a little more like the old Supreme line where it's just really one wrap around the calf and then one strap that goes around uh, under the knee. That might be easier to deal with. I use the Nexus 1000s right now and they have like two Velcro straps uh, they go top and bottom, um, and you can adjust their positioning, which is nice, um, and then and then a wrap. And I'll admit that they're kind of a pain to deal with because it's like all of this Velcro flying around your your bag. You know, when you take these things off, they're grabbing onto everything. If you don't if you don't very carefully replace the Velcro over top, uh, you know the. Uh, both sides over top of each other and and kind of manage everything really well it gets really annoying and then when you're putting the stuff on to have to deal with these three different straps where you're threading it through the hole and pulling about it is a little bit of a pain um so i definitely admit that i just the one thing i really like about the nexus 1000s is how tight of a fit and a customizable fit you can get because you can move, you know, if you take a look at pictures of them online, you can move those straps up and down. Uh, and they kind of did away with that with the Nexus 8000. So I'm a little uh, disappointed about that, but maybe, maybe they fit well. So um, let me know, have you checked this stuff out uh, in stores? Have you checked out the new Nexus stuff? Have you bought it already? Or are you planning to buy it? Um, let me know what you think. Um, you can reach me on Twitter at hockey underscore locker uh, and on email hockey locker podcast, all one word at gmail.com. Okay, as I mentioned in the intro, uh, I got me a new pair of gloves uh, within the last week. Uh, I talked about them in episode one, about being excited about them. They came out in, in stores, and uh, they were available at my local uh, hockey store, and I decided, what the hell, um, I'm going to pick up a pair. So I got a pair of the Easton HSX um, gloves. Um, I got them in 13-inch black. Uh, and I'm really happy with them. I've now played two games with them, and I want to tell you a little bit, little bit about them. Um, you know, when I first talked about them, you know, I mentioned how I had used Easton gloves growing up. How um, when I got back into hockey as an adult, 
I kind of gravitated toward that brand because of that, but there was nothing really solid out there from Easton. There hasn't been in, in a long time, um, with the exception of, you know, if you go shopping for pro stock gloves, uh, you know, and you, and you want to, you find something that you like, it's a kind of a crapshoot there, but on the retail market, uh, it's been pretty disappointing in the last few years from Easton. So, um, I was excited about these, these gloves. Um, let me tell you about, tell you what I like about them. Um, the looks definitely like the look it's clean it's understated um it's not um bizarre looking like the rs uh line or the mako line um everything is subtle um color accents are subtle the black ones that i have uh, have white lettering and they have like a white accent on the thumb guard um and they're like little white streaks around the fingers i i don't know i guess Easton couldn't help themselves. They always seem to want to throw in a, a streak somewhere on a glove. They could have just left it black, all the, all black. But in any event, it's they're nice and subtle, um, you know, as opposed to like the Wolverine style claw look, uh, you know, on the Makos um, or the crazy cuff, you know, look, uh, you know, on the RS. So I like that. The fit, basically, um, the best way I can describe the fit is it's it's really supreme like, uh, it, it, meaning like the Bauer Supreme line and within the Supreme line, I would say it's very close in my opinion to the old Supreme nineties or the one nineties, um, under the Nike Bauer brand. Um, it's, it's a contoured fit. It's not tight. Uh, in, in my opinion, um, it just feels like it's conformed to the hand. Um, and so it's really responsive. Um, there's no slop, um, if you like, if you if you put it on your hand and you put you stick your hand out and you kind of um, rotate it uh, side to side, you know, around your wrist, like shake your wrist, the glove's not moving. Um, one big difference with the Supreme is um, I kind of noticed whenever I would try a Supreme glove that the cuff was a little bit um, restrictive. This does not have a restrictive cuff. It's still flared out. So it's still kind of like that vapor cuff. Um, so you kind of get the best of both worlds. You got the hand fit kind of like the Supreme. You got the cuff mobility like the vapor. Um, so it's a great fit. Um, I mean, obviously that's personal preference, but it's something I really like. Um, I like the build. Uh, it looks durable. It feels durable. Uh, so far, the uh, exterior uh, materials are, are great. Um, the palm uh, feels durable as well. Uh, I like the grip on the palm. Like I said, I've used it for two games now. Um, I, I, you know, the, the best compliment I can give is that I put it on and I didn't even really think about it all game um, you know, when I'm out on the ice. So that's a good thing. Um, I, I never lost, uh, never lost grip. Um, again, all, you know, all personal preference, um, especially on the palm. Uh, but I liked it. Um, a couple of things, not so great. Uh, probably the, the only one that really, um, sticks out though, is the, the liner. Um, I, this is a weird design with this liner. Um, and all I can say is if you try it on the backhand part of the liner is fine. Um, and when I'm talking about the liner, I'm talking about the pad that's kind of folded into the glove, sewn um, it, into the glove. Um, and as you know, with most hockey gloves, like you can you can kind of fold that um, that padding out. Some guys will do that; they'll fold it out just to to air out the glove or whatever, because uh, it's only sewn, you know, sort of around the base of the glove. Um, but on these, like it has this extra flap running along um, like the top of the thumb area. 
And when I like go on the bench and I pull off my glove so I could pop out my mouth guard or, or get some water or whatever, I'd pull the liner with me, um, with my hand. Um, and so it would pop out. And so then when I went to put the glove back on, I'd have to kind of shove it back down as, as I'm pushing it in. Um, that's a little bit annoying, um, you know, and it, it might be because of the sizing. You know, that's another issue on these. I got the 13s because I wear 13 in just about every other retail glove. Um, I might have even been able to go with 14. I like I like going smaller. Um, they definitely fit small. Um, so if you're ordering online, you might even think about going up a size. Um, it's I think guys had the same experience with the Pro Stock version of these gloves, but um, definitely definitely look out for the sizing. Um, but other than that, um, overall, this is a really great re-entry. I'm really excited about this, uh, for Easton. Um, I hope that it continues to lead to good things for them. I like the counterbalance now between this line, um, and the sort of the pro model, uh, the four roll design. I mean, that's kind of what they'd always sort of been going for with this like synergy versus stealth, um, uh, kind of, uh, uh comparison. Um, but I, I'm glad that you, you've got both of those options now available from Easton. I hope they continue to build on that. Um, definitely, if you like the Supreme line from Bauer, you should check these out. Um, uh, great option out there uh, on the retail market. Um, if you've checked them out and uh, um, or, or tried them on in the store or bought a pair yourself um, and have some thoughts, please let me know. Um, get to me on Twitter. Uh, or email me and uh, let me know what you think about the Easton HSX gloves. All right, last but not least on this episode, I want to talk uh, hockey fitness. Um, there was a story in the news uh, recently you might have seen online, um, and I'm looking at it uh, now on a, a Yahoo Sports uh, post uh, on their the post-game section, uh, and it's a story about... Sam Bennett, who is a 17-year-old player um, in the OHL for the Kingston Frontenacs. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Um, anyway, he is 6 feet, 180 pounds. Um, and when he went to the NHL Draft Combine, um, and here's a guy who was named the top North American prospect by the NHL's Central Scouting Bureau. He goes to the NHL Draft Combine and where for the first time um, they measured pull-ups. Uh, he couldn't do one pull-up, um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and I'm not criticizing him uh, at all. Um, it, uh, you know, I think, you know, as he says, it, it, you know, he's quoted in the article saying, you know, ultimately games aren't won or lost uh, on whether you can do a pull-up in the gym. Uh, and that's absolutely true. Um, you know, I think that there, there are a lot of players out there who just because they can't do gym specific, um, movements, um, you know, doesn't mean they're not fantastic players. In fact, I was kind of surprised the article says the, the guys who could do the most pull-ups in the combine, the most number was 13. Um, I, I would have thought it would have been more than that. I mean, the way you see players develop these days, um, you, when you think of hockey player, you think of a a big dude um, uh, now. Um, I was also surprised to read Zdeno Chara, who is 255 pounds, can do 31 pull-ups. That's pretty impressive. Um, that is that's pretty impressive. Um, so, you know, I mean, really, are are is the ability to do pull-ups actually that important? 
um, to your game? No, I, I would say not. Um, I do think it's one of those basic exercises that um, helps you develop, uh, you know, certainly strong back uh, muscles and things like that that could be very helpful. Um, so it's surprising if, if you're not able to, you know, to, to do that. But, um, you know, I mean, the other thing is, you know, the kid is 17 years old. He is still um, developing physically. Um, he may have, um, you know, he may have a spurt where, you know, all of a sudden the physical development takes off. Um, and uh, or it may not have been that important to him uh, yet at this level you know, of the game and it may become a focus for him in his training. Um, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, in any event, when, you know, when you're getting ready uh, for your season, this, uh, in this off season, um, uh, you know, I want to talk about planning, uh, for your, your, your training, uh, and your fitness goals. I mean, the number one most important thing I think is to set a goal. Um, I really don't think you can go have a successful off season if you just say, I want to be better at hockey, I want to improve hockey, um, you know, or, or any other sport, I, I want to, I just want to be better, or I want to be more fit. Um, I think it's really, really hard to be successful, unless you identify something um, that you really want to work on. Um, so do you want to increase your speed? Do you want to focus on your agility? Do you want to focus on strength, uh, or some combination of those? I mean, the bottom line is when you uh, um, focus on one of those areas, all of the other areas are going to benefit. But what it lets you do is really create a plan that you can stick to, um, to achieve that goal. Uh, and you really can set yourself up for success. So once you've set the goal, I guess the second most important thing to do is create a plan to achieve the goal that you can stick to. Um, you know, bottom line is, uh, if you're going to make a change, you have to shake things up. You have to shake your body up. You can't do the same old, um, doing the same old things with more intensity, uh, could be good, but, um, even that is not really enough. Um, you, you have to make, force your body to adapt. That's how we get better. That's how we sort of evolve, um, you know, within ourselves is to, to force our body, body to take on new challenges. Um, so, you know, if you're, into distance running or you've been into distance running, for example, uh, up until now, you know, try it intervals, um, try high intensity interval training. Um, that's probably the, one of the best things you can do, um, for hockey in general. Um, you know, look to other sports for inspiration. Um, you know, if agility is what you want to work on, I think football, um, if you go, go online and YouTube, uh, look, look at YouTube and look at football drills, um, these are some of the best drills around for improving your footwork and your agility. And if you've, if you've tried one of these, um, training sessions yourself, you know what I'm talking about. Um, they are, they can be really badass. Um, they're great for obviously off ice, you know, dry land, you know, when you, when you don't have access to ice, um, because basically, um, to do all of these drills, all you really need is, you know, something to throw down. Uh, on the ground to to turn around like a cone or you don't even need a cone you can use your shirt you can use whatever anything grab a couple of pucks bring them out um, you know put them down on the grass uh, and and use those um, something like that um, I'm uh, I just picked up jump roping um, which sounds kind of lame <laughs> but you know uh, keep looking I keep looking for new things to uh, to add into my routine and I thought um, I'd like to, to improve my footwork 
my my agility so um i got a cheap jump rope and um been sort of forcing myself to do it it's really embarrassing i have to go find a little corner of the gym where nobody's looking at me um you know and uh i basically just forced myself to to jump rope for 15 minutes straight at a time or 20 minutes straight at a time just to try to get the hang of it after a few sessions i'm starting to feel a little bit more comfortable um i even try to throw in one of those little boxer shuffles and maybe got it going for 10 15 seconds i felt cool while i was doing it um you know so uh, i hope that uh uh, I can get better. Um, but you know, it's just something different to, 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 to push yourself. Um, that's, that's what's important. Um, you know, uh, if you, if strength is what you're looking for, um, you know, you got to lift, you got to lift heavy stuff. Um, you know, that's something I've been focusing on the last few months. It's, it is tough. Um, but the bottom line is whatever you're trying to do, um, you've got to sit down and plan it out. Uh, you can't just, go to the gym and wander around, especially with something like weightlifting. I mean, you can't just go like machine to machine or just pick whatever's open, uh, you know, and do that. Um, you've got to have something down on paper when you go into that gym. It's so much easier, first of all, to stick to it um, when uh, when you've got it down. Um, and it's a lot easier to motivate yourself. There are so many sample routines out there. Um, you know, if you look on the internet, uh, there's so many to choose from. You can pick them straight off the internet or you can sort of design your own based on what you see. Um, there are a lot of resources out there. Once you have your plan, um, nutrition is really critical. Um, and I think people neglect nutrition, um, especially over the summer, you know, depending on your age, uh, there can be some parties, uh, <laughs> you can, uh, be a lot of parties, uh, you can be invited to barbecues, things like that. Um, it can be a tough time. People always talk about the, uh, about the winter, you know, holiday time being a tough time, um, to, to stick to a good nutrition plan, but, um, summer can be pretty rough too. Um, you know, I'll take the case of my dad. Um, I've actually been helping my dad, uh, who is in his sixties, um, lose some weight, um, over the last six, eight months, he's lost a lot of weight. Um, he has been going to the gym for an hour a day, doing tons of cardio, um, working his butt off, um, literally. Um, but in the last several weeks, he's kind of been plateauing. Um, and really it's because, um, uh, because he's had issues with the diet. Um, you know, I keep telling him, you know, look, you're, you're working really hard, but you're literally eating the profits, uh, when you, um, when you don't stick to your diet. Um, and it's not, it's not don't eat or it's not eat less. Um, because when you are an athlete, when you're, um, committed to, uh, you know, the gym and your fitness, you need fuel. You have to have that fuel in order to, uh, um, to, to, to complete your workouts, but you have to eat the right stuff and you have to eat it in the right proportion of macronutrients, you know, and by that, I mean, you know, your proportions of protein to carbohydrates to fat. Um, and, um, and it, none of those are zero, by the way. Um, I don't want to preach any particular, um, diet, but, um, I don't think any diet that tells you cut out carbs hundred percent or cut out fat hundred percent certainly not cut out protein hundred percent is, is a good thing. Um, unless you have something really specific going on and your doctor tells you that's what you got to do. Um, but in any event, it's about eating the right stuff. Um, and the same holds true 
if you're not eating enough of the right stuff. You know, I, you know, me, I've been trying to gain muscle mass. Um, and that does not work unless you eat enough calories, the right kind of calories, especially protein. Um, you know, but it's really about finding a, a nutrition plan to go along with that workout plan. Um, that's going to support you because you've got to have that foundation going forward um, and to, to have a successful off season. So what, tell me, I want to know what your fitness goals are. What are your plans for this off season? Um, what are you looking for ideas on, uh, on how to improve and what areas do you want to improve? Uh, give me that feedback. I want to be talking about the things that you guys want to know, um, to have the most successful off season you can and to achieve your goals. Okay, well, that's it for episode two of the Hockey Locker podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, I really appreciate all the feedback that I've gotten so far. I'd love to, to get more, get your questions, get your suggestions. You can reach me on Twitter at hockey underscore locker or over email at um, hockey locker podcast, all one word at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, subscribe now to the podcast on iTunes. Um, it's available there. If you just search uh, the Hockey Locker uh, or Hockey Locker Podcast, you can find us there. Uh, looking forward to recording more for you guys uh, in the world of hockey equipment uh, and training and fitness. Uh, so till next time, have a good one.